Hello and welcome to another Spill It Out episode. Currently, I'm not feeling my best, but I'm still here to record for you guys. And it's helping me too, so my voice is a little bit raspy because I'm not feeling too good. But you guys will hear about my little life update later into the episode. And today we're going to be talking about helplessness. That is the main goal for today, main topic here. I left a Q&A with the question, what do you do when you feel helpless? This will be up tomorrow, so when you guys answer that question, I'll be able to answer them and respond to them around then. And I also, if you listen to the end of this podcast, I also leave a couple of promo codes with some sponsorships I'm doing. So stick around for that. And yeah, let's get into it. I want to talk about the word helplessness because I feel like that's an accurate description of how I'm feeling as of the moment or how I was feeling as of the moment. I don't want to say. Okay, so helplessness is the belief that there is nothing that anyone can do to improve a bad situation, all right? So when this was first occurring in the first two days, as soon as they told me, there's nothing more we can do for you. And even when I was staying home the next two days after the emergency room, knowing that I couldn't go back to the emergency room because, or, you know, go to um, get medical assistance because there's nothing more they can do for me because I can't take Benadryl, which would have immediately calmed it down. It's the immediate antihistamine. Um, So just knowing that I felt so helpless in that moment, I just got into this really deep, dark hole of depression. It was so, so depriving, and I felt like... Not me. I just felt like I didn't want to do anything. I felt scared. Horrible anxiety. I felt like a mess. Like my life wasn't together. I felt numb too. And I was just like, you know, like why bother with all this stuff? This is not going to go away. I'd rather like have a seizure. And it was just, guys, it was so bad. Felt like so alone. And... On the topic of helplessness, it's such a vague feeling that we get so in our heads about this kind of stuff. It's it's like, so we'll be doing good our entire lives. I'm talking about like any situation right here, right now. We'll be doing great in our lives, for instance. Like somebody would be doing great in their lives. Everything would be so successful. They have their all their stuff together and one little thing it takes just one little thing to just knock it all down for me it was hives or last time my breakthrough seizures but i was doing great and i felt like my life was over like you know everything was going to just come crashing burning down Or for you, it could be that, I don't know, you're doing great one day and all of a sudden, um, 
something bad happens between you and a friend and you feel like the entire world is done gone I mean like just messed up and it's all your fault and there's no fixing it and because there's no fixing it we blame ourselves yeah that sounds right we blame ourselves for not being able to fix her or getting something that can't be fixed and I hate I hate helplessness I've never been somebody that has been helpless in general. I've always been quite fairly independent. Um, so that feeling of just knowing, no, I'm just no, like I've been a realistic person my entire life, and I love knowing things. But when I, I, I've always found a solution to things too. That's why I love being realistic about things. But when I found out that I couldn't help myself. That was soul-crushing. Absolutely soul-crushing. And just after that, like, knowing that, okay, I know that my teachers aren't going to take my work or give me any more extensions or any of that. I just absolutely gave up. So the past three days have been absolutely horrid. I developed um, spontaneous ureteresia, which is basically like chronic hives. Because, you know, I want to keep this at least a little bit educational. Um, and I haven't been able to do any work, any schoolwork. Um, and I just feel really behind on life and helpless. Especially because for some reason... Okay, let's get real scientific about this. So, I have um, monoclonic juvenile epilepsy. We're going to round back to that. And I can't take Benadryl, which is, like, the number one uh, medicine for this specific thing. Because these types of hives don't go away until, like, after six days, seven days. But, um, so I can't have that. Because <laughs> it will lower my um, seizure threshold. Right? So, I had to settle for what is known as, what is it even called? I have it right here, a heartburn medicine. <laughs> yeah, it's a heartburn, medicine, heartburn acid reducer. I don't know how it helps with, <laughs> with um, my hives, I guess that's what I can call it, but it's helping, so... I've just been taking that, and I've also been on the roids. They put me on steroids. I'm taking prednisone, if you know what that is. It's basically a steroid for, um, like, it's like a steroid for allergy medicate for allergies. It's like an allergy steroid. And so, yeah, that's what I've been on. And it made me loopy the first couple couple of days. I kind of FaceTimed my friend. I don't even want to talk about it. I was out of it. All I could play was like Disney princess songs. And I couldn't sleep, but that was for sure. And honestly, I don't even know how I got this. I didn't eat anything different. I didn't do anything different. All I did was like, okay, so like I took the Metro because I take it from time to time. 
and it happened to be packed this one day so but I don't think it was that like and I so I just woke up I took the metro went to school I drank some coffee which I I try not to do but I usually do and I go to class and all of a sudden I feel like there's a mosquito flying around in my freaking jacket go to the restroom flick it off so quick faster than you could say quick and I just like wait till something flies out of my jacket because I feel like something's biting me nothing flies out I'm freaking out asked to go to the nurse and she's like honey you don't have hives this is just little mosquito bites and I was like uh okay I was like can I have some alcohol wipes she's like no we can't give you 100% alcohol wipes but you can have 75% like okay okay so rub that all over me vigorously and then after her her sudden decline i decided to ask her if she was sure that this was a hive sorry y'all and she's just like no she went no it's not hives if it was hives it would be huge she's like just go back to class so i spent eight hours y'all at school suffering trying not to lose my shit on people because i was so 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 irritated so this all happened keep in mind right after i had just came back from the hospital and after having seizures all week so yeah (laughs) let's start back to day one because i was itching so bro i was itching so 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 bad like i've as soon as i got home it just it just it just burst my skin just burst up into flames i felt like my skin was on fire i was i would i couldn't stop itching and burning so my skin was bleeding and I really wanted to go to school the next day, so I tried to make it through, tried not to itch, until it reached certain parts, y'all, okay? I had to put ice in certain parts. It's, it was a whole thing. I had to go to the emergency room, and I felt so guilty being there because, like, there was people there with missing arms and legs, and I just, I was just like, bro, I, I have hives. <laughs> but, I did, but I just, I was just like, you know what, but... This could really affect my seizure threshold, and I could have a breakthrough seizure if I don't get this fixed. So they saw me, and they were just like, uh, we can give you these certain medications because you can't take Benadryl. And we give you, they also gave me steroid, like, cream version. That didn't help. No, like, a lot of this medicine is not helping. Like, I'm still getting the hives and stuff like that. So, and then, so I came back from the emergency room all night did not sleep eight hours right right now i'm running on at least i want to say a good amount of like 30 30 minutes of sleep from just today i didn't have eight hours of sleep at all either today yeah no i haven't been sleeping the past few nights because it's just when it's when your skin is like on fire you're just crawling absolutely crawling I haven't been able to do, like, I have, like, an English IO. Y'all, if my IB students out there, y'all know what I mean. I have not been able to do prep work for that. I've rescheduled it three times. Next time is on April 19th. 
and I'm absolutely terrified. Um, I also have this huge um, work meeting with a future investor coming up. It's a Zoom call, but I just hope I don't freaking itch in front of him. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to get by. Like, I don't know. I'm just grateful my seizure threshold wasn't affected by this, you know? I haven't had any breakthrough seizures, thank God. Um, I did see my pediatrician, though. She saw me, and she basically said that there's nothing we can really do for you because you're already doing everything that could possibly be done for you. So you just have to stop itching. That's why I'm recording this, so that I can freaking stop itching. You should really be impressed that I'm not itching right now. Yeah. Um, so after my pediatrician, this was all within the like first 24 hours, guys. Keep that in mind. I'm going by the book. Next. <laughs> Next. I have to see an allergist because my skin... Well, I had to go get my blood drawn first. I haven't drank in any water. I've had, like, a, not, not a lot of food. And they had to poke me and prod me in so many different areas. They ended up getting the blood out from my hand. After the allergist, I went to go see my neurologist today. In the waiting room. So, I love my, my neurologist. Like, guys, it's just crazy. In the, I'm not afraid to cry in front of that man. <laughs> He's known me since I was a kid, since I was diagnosed. In the middle of the um, waiting room, I just start breaking out into hives. And I get to the room. It's like it got to a point where I was too tired to itch. And the pain would just go on by itself. Ignore me, but it would just go on. And my body would be too tired to itch it because... I'm exhausted physically. So I get to the... He he opens the door and I'm just like sobbing. Like my eyes are just like sobbing. He's like, whoa, what's wrong? So my neurologist is just like, okay. You have hives. You have chronic hives. This is not going to go away. And your seizure threshold seems to be fine. Um, the one thing, we've actually narrowed it down to like the one thing that was actually, um, could be a factor. Minocycline, guys. My acne medication. That was probably the only clue we had. So we're just going to blame it on that because our heads are tired. Um, as soon as I started taking that seizure threshold lowered, I had more breakthrough seizures. And then all of a sudden, in these hives, mm, yeah. So either that or the bus. There's no other way. Uh, I blamed it on my friend when she bought me coffee. I looked at every ingredient in there, and I wasn't allergic. So sorry, Katie. Sorry. Um. So we looked it up, and we checked if it was... I did a lot of research, guys. Oh, my gosh. I did so much research. I... I went to the library earlier today, and I checked out Understanding the Brain, Brain Development, and what's it called? Welcome to Your Brain. And I 
didn't skim through all these books, but I got a good amount of information. And what my sources tell me is that the minocycline had absolutely no reaction to the lobactrum. This is turning into a freaking, like, I don't know, <laughs> neurology podcast. Okay, I'm just going to go on. So it had no reaction to the lobactrum, which is one of my medications for seizures, or the um, ethosexamide. And also, it, sh- it actually was, I found out something interesting. It's used as treatment, but I guess... But what I also learned is that it's different for everyone, which is I was not told before taking it. So, like one of one of the sources told me when I was doing my research that hives and skin rashes or anything dermatological could be a thing that could happen. Hold up, I'm opening my water. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, that happened. This is just a really fun way to spend my Good Friday, yo. And you know, you know, it's it's been so bad that every time I go to sleep, I flare up in the face and wake up with, like, lip injections looking, like, my, my face is just swollen. She's not cute. But I'm just trying to get through it, trying to, like, be here, present. I don't want to sit in my bed anymore and just itch and cry and burn. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I did get some uh, um, good news today. Um, I, did, I am going to have my neuropsychology internship this summer Woo-woo, at UT Health. I guess he just said that to cheer me up, but the position's open, and I'm taking it, so. That's enough being vulnerable. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. It's good to talk about that kind of stuff, but um, what I didn't know about was, okay, I know I'm going to sound stupid now, but I didn't know about a 504 plan for school, Okay. I probably did at the beginning when my doctor offered it to me, and he offered me all these other things. My neurologist, like a psychiatrist or a neuropsychologist, um, and a support group, like you know, he offered me. All these, I've said yes to all these things now, all of them. I'm trying to utilize everything. I'm about to turn eighteen, so yeah. Um, but a five of our plan, I didn't. I thought it was only for. Um, when you have like ADHD or ADD or um, anxiety and depression and stuff like that, or you need extra attention in class. So I never took advantage of that my entire high school career. I'm currently a junior now, yeah, I wanna say. Um, so I just got an itch. Oh, I'm trying, y'all. So I, I did put in a referral for our for um, a 504 plan even I don't care if it's too late but my teachers for some reason even when I got out of the hospital were giving me like 75s on assignments that I still did like drowsy off of the medication from the emergency room like or what's it called just not accept they it's like they won't accept it without any late work without the 
reason of notice with the 504 plan or whatever. I don't know what their system is. So I'm just going to be utilizing that. I don't know. There was this there's this stigma around a lot of kids with any type of disability were like, oh, I don't want to take advantage of this because, or do this thing because it makes me feel less than. It makes me feel like I am, what's it called? Not normal. But that's the opposite. That's the opposite. I swear to you, if you are dealing with anything, please take advantage of anything you have around you because I promise you it will help you in the long run. You'll be so much happier, healthier. You won't feel as stressed as you do usually trying to like keep up, maybe even do better than everyone else because you feel pressured to do so. But just take advantage of what's around you because I did it for the longest time. And when I put it filled in that referral, I felt this huge sense of relief. I was just like, oh, it's like it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders, like. Um, like I didn't. If I didn't turn this in, I would. There wouldn't be immense, horrible consequences because there would be an understanding that I was unable to do it because I had a medical emergency. So, you, if you have anything and you don't have a five hundred four plan, please, 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 I urge you to do so. Whew. Okay. So next up, what I want to talk about is. I don't know what, like, screwed up philosophies behind this, but that feeling you get whenever you're going through something and your friends ask you, are you okay? And you don't know what to say. But all you know how to do is just be mad because the question just itself triggers you. I love my friends. I love my friends to death, but... And my family, but the question... At a certain point, gets old... When you're somebody who repeatedly goes through stuff medically or mentally even. So all I could say when I was getting all these like emails and texts and calls was itchy. I didn't want to say anything else. I didn't want to lose all my friends. (laughs) All I could say was just itchy. Like that's it. Because I didn't want to push anybody away. Just because I was feeling bad. I didn't want to put whatever I was feeling, whatever negative thing I was feeling on them. It just wasn't right to me. So I've been responding to about, I want to say a good 40 text messages with the word itchy. Just itchy. Yeah. So. (laughs) Now, here comes in the issue, though. Staying positive, but feeling helpless at the same time. I know. Huge dilemma. Um, here's how I do it. So, most people, I feel like, would give themselves not an ultimatum, but a no-brainer choice. Like, oh, if I don't stay positive, I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to, you know lose what I got going at school or stuff like that maybe both but in order to keep yourself healthy and stay positive I feel like especially in a time where you feel helpless there's if you go out there you won't perform well (laughs) 
you probably will end up hurting yourself even more. Something worse might happen. So you need I take time to myself. And I'm trying not to stress about schoolwork, work, um, anything I really got going on. Because it will just make me feel even worse than I already have been feeling. So that's probably the most challenging part of this entire situation. Not stressing as a student. Yeah, that was prob- that's probably like the hardest thing I ever had to do. Just trying not to stress myself. I feel like y'all can agree though. Like those listening that are students or that work. It's just, it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, so in order to stay positive and keep a positive mindset and not give up on yourself and know that things are going to get better, you need to take time to give yourself that proper self-care, I think. And I'm sure that we can all agree that that's probably a really difficult thing to do. But it just has to be done. So, yeah. It's been a really rough couple of three days. Just a couple of three days. <laughs> it's been a, It's been happening since... This, was, this started Friday, I want to say. Yeah, Friday. No, Thursday. Friday. Yeah. Started Thursday. Now it's Friday. And it's going to go on Saturday, so I'm counting it. It's three days, okay? Maybe it'll be gone Sunday, but... Just trying to stay positive and stuff like that. Now I want to talk about how I've been coping recently. Because this was kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, I want to talk about coping with um, hopelessness. So my first step usually is understanding why I might be resisting the change to be how to have a positive mindset you know um understand like why you're experiencing this negative emotion and understand like why it might be helpful to look at reasons you might be resisting the feeling so that you can get empowered and this doesn't mean just like choosing helplessness to pay attention to but it is something is giving you like an open window to look through to like show you why you are um, resisting this change because the alternative is frightening like positivity is frightening to you at this time that's what i think like not feeling helpless might mean that you're ready to make a big change in your life but on the other hand like overcoming overcoming like that negative feeling might make you like challenge it you know what i mean and this is important to remember because it's that moment that you get when you just decide to change your mindset about something. It's the hardest thing, but it's also the most crucial thing in getting better in any situation. Any situation. And it presents itself at its own moment, not your moment. And it's up to you to like accept it. Or its own like unique set of challenges and stuff, but... It also just opens up like a whole new world of like opportunities and you might get new good things coming to you. Like I got like I know it's so small, but I got like my psych um, 
neuropsychology internship offered back up on the table because I decided to have a better mindset. So just try to keep an open mind. Or if you get that weird tingly feeling, you know what I'm talking about? Like, okay, it's time to like change my mindset about the situation. Take it. Don't reject it. Because you don't know what rewards are going to be out there or be worth pushing for. Okay, so that's um, step one. <laughs> but you're tired of me already. Step two that I do is I focus on what I can control. Um, when you spend too much time, like, I want to say, what's the word? Um, ruminating over things you can't change, for instance, like, like things like hives, um, not sh- not not putting any shade. Um, if you focus on things you can't change, you are more likely to enhance those feelings and magnify them and magnify that feeling of a helplessness. And you're more likely to focus on those unchangeable things, you know. And it won't leave you any more. Defe- it will leave you more defeated than what you already felt like. And if you give attention to those things, like if you if you like show it, if you show it what it wants to see out of you, you and it will control you. Like I'm not even kidding. And you won't feel capable. And if you don't show it anything, you'll have that motivation and you'll have that energy to work towards making a change. Because if you're not going to give it any attention you got to put your energy somewhere else, and that should be towards positive things, positive changes in your life. Step three would have to be um, remembering that your thoughts might not be um, accurate. Let me explain this one. Cognitive distortions, okay. Your brain has a certain way of misinterpreting certain events that um come to certain conclusions and believing that things are just downright wrong for example like oh my this is just just is just wrong why did this happen to me if you just believe that things are just downright wrong when you're dealing with a difficult emotion like helplessness it is important to remember that like your brain isn't always telling you the truth because your brain is more complicated than that it's not it's not there's no like one way no one way street with your brain like this thing is this thing up here is so complex so the next time you find yourself like going down that road of like this will never change or i'm never gonna get better your brain might be lying to you it's sending you down this like rabbit hole of like negative thoughts and thinking that hope helplessness is what you're gonna be feeling forever so just try to like step back for a moment and like take a more realistic like i said realistic view of what's going on and how you can fix it because that's the only way really to get better because you can't just be negative forever it'll kill you it isn't always like easy to change i know i'm saying i'm saying that but i know it's kind of harsh to say this because of but it's easier to recognize patterns and thought patterns and learn how to like know yourself and know how you can personally take your first step forward in changing something challenge your helplessness feeling i cannot stress this one enough once you recognize that feeling of helplessness 
like the thoughts and feelings, it's time to start actively changing things and challenging it and replacing it with more like empowering th- more empowering actions. This is probably the hardest one to do. Because when you're feeling helpless, you just want to like sulk in sorrow. This might involve like looking for like evidence or trying to get passionate about something that caused that feeling of the helplessness that you have. For example, like if you feel helpless about like trying to like achieve a, like a goal, think about times where you have accomplished a goal or reasons why you have not accomplished certain goals in the past and what was holding you back. You know what I mean? Try to pinpoint it and look for like evidence that disrupts your helplessness and just think about the situation and just reflect basically that's what i'm trying to say by like actively like seeking that information it'll make you feel more um empowered and knowledgeable and capable you'll better you'll better be able to break out of like that powerless mindset i think um remember your strengths if you're feeling helpless it can be beneficial to like recognize your strengths you know your abilities like this is the one moment in your life where you're going to be able to hype yourself up and not feel completely embarrassed by it like emphasize your capabilities in a great way in a huge way to gain like more empowerment that you've ever felt in your life to just tackle and fight like this feeling of helplessness that you're facing right now in these different areas of your life or the one certain area of your life and just like consider making like a list of things you know like that's what I did like make a list of things pinpointing um what you're ruminating on and those weaknesses that are making it worse for each problem if that makes sense like focus on that and create a solution for each thing and then focus on like appreciating and honoring and being grateful for your strengths and once you do that you'll be able to put these solutions that you wrote down into action that's just the way I do it maybe it'll work for you maybe it won't but I think it most likely will next is practice acceptance this was hard (laughs) this was hard while it might seem like counterproductive, acknowledging like the things outside of your control can actually improve your ability to accept them. I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> Feeling like you have control over everything over everything can actually like make you feel like more helpless actually because when you find yourself like overwhelmed by the reality of a situation, your brain will be like, oh, fuck, there's nothing I can do. I'm completely helpless. That's exactly how I felt. And that was horrid. So, like, focusing on the present and on other things you control in the here and now can be more, like, effective. I'm not saying, like, live in a dream, but, like, focus on the here and now. Work on controlling things that are present. It may help you feel less distressed and more satisfied satisfied with your life you know keep them like mindfulness you know use use that process you know the process that involves becoming more like aware of the present without like lingering on like the past or worrying about the future 
it'll reduce your feelings of helplessness or at least help um a word from very well because i feel like you need to feel very well to fight the feeling of helplessness helplessness is a complicated emotion and it's hard to tackle it and it's obstacles because there's so many different parts to it that in different situations in your life i don't want to make it too vague but there are things you can do to feel more capable and empowered like how do i say this that feeling of like distress can make it difficult to just function actively physically like just now talking to you guys i'm feeling a little bit better i'm not itching because i'm doing something physically i'm trying to stay positive move on with my life not ruminate or if you are accompanied by others to maybe distract you from your symptoms or maybe talk to a doctor about your symptoms it may be a sign of you know growth in a certain way and you might not be acknowledging it so keep an eye out for that kind of stuff so that's just what i think about all of this those are my the steps i wrote down here and just actively seek information that makes you feel empowered when you're feeling helpless like when you mistakenly believe that helplessness can control the future you can end up feeling way more distressed than you were in the first place and we obviously don't want that for anybody so if you follow these steps all right and you're feeling helpless right now i don't care what it is or how small it is follow these steps and I promise if you don't end up even feeling better, you probably will end up growing a little bit if you actually follow through and don't just ignore my bullshit. (laughs) Oh, as you guys know, um, I do work with NFTs. I will leave my OpenSea link uh, in the description box below because I have a bunch of new stuff listed and I really want you guys to go check it out, okay? And I also wanted to let you guys know about the partnership I have going on with joinhoney.com and rakuten.com. When you uh, use my code to log into uh, Honey, you get a 10% cash back on anything you want there. And also with Rakuten.com, you get a $30 cash back, okay, on anything you want on there. So log in there, use my code, and enjoy yourselves, your shopping, okay? All right, I'll leave everything in the description box linked on my link tree. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.